field, people will come. And it doesn't happen. You have to look at how you're doing business. Hey, welcome to White Sox Business with John Greenberg and James Fegan. James, you wrote about Yasmani Grandal this week. Born in Cuba, raised in Miami. He seems to have a pretty good idea of what he is worth at an early age. What did you learn about the White Sox new catcher? Um, I guess I learned that a, a, like a theory that was kind of posited was that they they viewed him as like such this um, this leadership like uh, figure with his high school team. Obviously, because he's one of the best players on his high school team. You know, if you go in the first round of the draft uh, in college, you were probably pretty good in high school. And, and in college, they, they always gave him a lot of responsibilities as far as calling games and kind of running the pitching staff and all like that. And, you know, I, I had like an even more um, outlandish quote about his uh, leadership skill that I didn't even use because it seemed like a little bit like uh, off planet Earth. But like they, they just they're a huge testament to him as a guy. And it's probably not a reputation he necessarily had uh, earlier on in his career. Um you know, he's part of a catching rotation with the Dodgers uh, with Austin Barnes. He's not really allowed to, like, take charge. And that's kind of a new school organization where he's more of, like, a cog in a system. And, of course, he, like, he had the suspension in San Diego. And that kind of prevented him from taking, like, this leadership of the, the clubhouse role. Um, so it, I almost wonder if an organization like the White Sox, where he's, like, the big fish in the small pond as far as free agent signings. And they're probably more old school and they're probably a bit more willing to just let him run the pitching staff as he was accustomed to doing it in like college baseball where, you know, it's all salty old school baseball guys. I wonder if the situation is more suited for him to kind of retake that, that this like incredible pitcher handler leadership role that he had now that there's just going to be so much trust given to him. And he's kind of going to be treated like the top dog that he kind of has thought that he was uh, ever since high school, which has made him confident enough to, to take butts at himself with contracts. So I, I, I kind of, Maybe it's just all weird pseudo psychology, but I, I during the course of reporting on it, it kind of seemed like this was an ideal situation for him that he's landing in. Yeah, and it seems it seems ideal for the White Sox as well because they need to have a bilingual leader, right? If anyone, I mean, we overdo the clubhouse leadership stuff as reporters, but you feel like you with this roster this particular roster you have to be able to communicate you have to be able to speak spanish fluently i mean it's got to be otherwise like i don't understand how you could lead this team yeah certainly navigating the rotation uh you know it seemed like they always paired ronaldo lopez most consistently with the spanish-speaking catchers that was wellington castillo obviously this is like a big upgrade over that for him in terms of the framing ability that he'll, he'll be have access to. Um, yeah, like half the bullpen is Spanish-speaking. That, that I'm sure that's helping. And the, the general idea of him being a veteran that people on both sides of the clubhouse are going to listen to, uh, I'm sure it can only help. Right. It's I mean, what, you know, what, like, like I said, people talk a lot about this leadership stuff, and it's a crutch for us. But, you know, you've been covering this team during its down – you know, it's downtime when I don't know how important leadership – clubhouse or otherwise really was to the to the bottom line i mean was that did you see anyone really take that role the past few years i would say so but it was always like it kind of revealed the the vacuum present like everyone praised how much mccann was like a very vocal in your face guy but it's kind of weird if the guy who was like 
non-tendered by the Tigers the year before and is like his first year on the club is taking that big of a role. Yeah, that speaks well to McCann, but it also speaks to the fact that like there wasn't like a very established structure in place and like the major voices in the clubhouse are Lucas Giolito and that's a guy who like was not good until this year and, and doesn't really have like the, the standing to maybe dictate things to the pitching staff. Now he's sort of becoming a model that maybe the other pitchers follow, but that's something that was very like in development and um you know everyone respects jose abreu but because of like the language gap he does tend to have his corner of the clubhouse that his influence is mostly resigned to um so having more established universal figures like yomer sanchez could talk to and make anybody in the clubhouse laugh and really was big at like breaking borders but he also wasn't like you know the top dog on the team that wasn't really his, his nature and what about tim where does he fit I mean, I, I think Tim is a positive presence, but Tim is also just not never going to be a loud rah-rah guy. Like, that's just not him, which I know is kind of, like, ironic given, like, the public image that he has as being, like, the be-yourself thing. But part of Tim being yourself is that most times he's really not someone who's, like, calling people out. I, I, I think he's more – he's always been cited as a more quiet example dude. All right. So, Yasmani Grandel is I – mean, there's been a – Kind of a funny joke someone made on Twitter today that every team is talking about how their team is uniquely uh, is uniquely set up to win in a sixty game season. Can we say yeah, the addition of Yasmani Grandel gives the White Sox that that mysterious mythical edge in this weird season? Well, I, I would think that's the one area that I think is kind of waste. Like we mostly talk about how the White Sox didn't have enough pitchers for a hundred sixty game haul. Now they can kind of stack them together, and you know other depth issues wouldn't be uh an issue now because they have a shortened season there's not much use to having like four competent catchers in a 60 game year like that's that's really something that's built for like a long season where people are going to wear down whereas right now it's like does james mccann vocal leader and all last year's all-star play 20 games in this season i don't i really don't know that's it's gonna be something really interesting we'll see them uh starting this friday it sounds like at uh camp uh 35th and shields yeah you know Provided like half the team doesn't test positive. All right, All right. with that uh, with that uplifting piece of uh, thought, uh, we'll wrap. If you want to continue to listen to White Sox business, like and rate us on iTunes. If you want to subscribe, go to www.theathletic.com/southside for a forty percent off deal. <laughs>